What's going on, y'all? As promised, I decided to go ahead and do a quick podcast tonight. We have a couple different topics that we're going to cover. I'll get the music going afterwards after I do the editing and whatnot. But as I, as I said, I wanted to pull up the audio of this babble. And one of the things, this is in, in regards to employment. They had some, I told you it was a suspected race soldier and they had some black folks that was sitting on the show and they were pretty much letting this dude say this. So I just want to kind of just break it down a little bit. Me how immigrants can come here, go speak the language, figure it out, go to college, get education. Why are black Africans, right, from Africa mm-hmm. doing way better than African-Americans? The experience of an African immigrant in the United States is way different than the experience of an African-American. They're two totally, if you're an African immigrant, you might as well be white or European. What? Yes. What are you talking about? Just what I, what part of that do you understand? If you're an African immigrant coming to the United States, your outcomes in life, the places that you live, the education you have, you're more on par with an upper class white person than you are with a person who's- So you're saying the biggest place. difference is the mindset. It's not the no, circumstances, it's not the, it's not the environment. It's the families that you come from. Somebody that comes from a family that's driven enough to get their children or themselves to move to the United States from Africa, this is a highly driven family. It's a lot different than somebody whose great grandparents weren't allowed to buy a house highly in the driven. city because they were redlined out by a bank in the United States. Oh. Explain to me how immigrants can come here, go speak the language, figure it out, go to college, get education. Why are black Africans, right, from Africa mm-hmm. doing way better than African Americans? The experience of an African Now they're saying doing the- way better. Now remember what I said earlier. Oh, we 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 gotta get this stuff straightened out. Now, this old I don't know who this white dude is, but somebody passed somebody online. And you could, you could tell that this was a tether or an immigrant sambo that posted this because they got the little black emoji clapping hands and acting like they went. I said, okay, no, we got to set this straight. Now they're saying here, family matters. That was the main quote unquote concept that they were trying to push out. Here's the thing. You got some liberal white basically trying to get up here and say, well, they're doing better than us. And like I said before, hey, white supremacy is global. But if you're so much smarter and they let him say that stuff, I didn't hear, I, I got to find the, the entire audio or whatever, but just that little piece, they should have checked them on that. Because I know I couldn't go, you got to understand, I couldn't go over to the motherland and, and go over there and start talking slick, talking about I'm doing better than y'all and y'all need to do better and this, that, and the third. Y'all are 90% of the population and y'all are letting in the white folks and the Chinese colonize you up to Ging Yang. I couldn't make it back home after doing something like that. I couldn't go over to somebody's homeland and start speaking and, and, and start really speaking real slick at the mouth, talking about I'm doing better than you. I'm doing better than y'all. So I made a comment and I said, well, hey, what is, what he's not saying is they they couldn't make it back home, which was true. Y'all didn't really get it cracking over there. You had to come over here. You had to come to the home of the black Americans who built this country. So don't get it twisted. So you had some folks that were, were, were reply. Now there is a reason why somebody said, oh my God, stop and all this. 
then another person said i get your point but every time somebody says this it shows how unwilling and unmotivated you're able to take advantage of your of your own hard work but you rather complain when another man takes an advantage to do better the victim mindset doesn't look good if we really want to go there with the victim mindset as i as i said before y'all are 90 percent of the population over there let's not do that don't do that brother he said what africans are doing should be seen as motivation not for y'all to feel some type of negative way africans also built their countries too africans have been oppressed too in their own lands. slaves in their own lands they fought for their freedom too yeah i'm quite sure yeah there's been some riders over there but let's be very very clear there's no civil rights movement there's no fight there's no fights within the last 150 years i'll say besides haiti i'm talking about consecutive fights are we gonna get to the nitty-gritty we're gonna get to the nitty-gritty tonight about this we're gonna talk black history tonight there is no civil rights movement and fight a fight against the white supremacist establishment like the descendants of the slaves that ain't up for the debate in these last couple in these last couple hundred years we could keep naming the Ida B. Wells, the Dr. Kings, the Malcolms. And yeah, y'all got the, you know, y'all y'all got some folks over there too. But we got back-to-back, back-to-back resistance. Apartheid came down because of what we did over here. Not just, it, it wasn't just Mandela and them over there. We was telling folks, hey man, we'll stop drinking Coca-Cola. We will really shut shit down for you doing our brethren over there in Africa like that. That was foundational blacks that got that got that cracking. It was black folks over here when um was it was it was it France? Let's be clear, was it France? It was France or it was uh, Italy that was trying to overtake Ethiopia. You had black folks signing up left and right. I played a video for that. I gotta find that video. You had black folks here signing up left and right to go try to help our brothers. They wouldn't let us go over there. I believe it was the Johnson Reed Act back in the day where they were trying to keep immigrants trying to come uh, from over here. You had Frederick Douglass looking out for the Chinese. Man, our folks back to back, left and right. The first black man that they gave Israel they kick off, it was a black American. We've been, our folks have been putting in work left and right. We have a solid track record of putting in work for folks fighting for their injustices where it's really truly no benefit of our own but yeah i had to check that so i told i told the person when they tried to say yeah oh that victim mindset oh you you come up with the victim mindset there's no more there, there's no person more of a victim than if you're 90 percent of the population and you letting these folks colonize you all to hell to start talking about what a victim is a victim is somebody that fled that went somewhere else and then now you're saying well the people that's been there for x amount of time they're not doing anything they're lazy so i told her i told the person i said to be honest i'm an i'm an accomplished it professional with best-selling books on a professional training I said, my issue is with the white ass kissing. I would never let a white man get on a platform in front of a bunch of black folks or Africans as it may and let them talk slick about us. 
I wouldn't do that. I'm not going to let some bleached hair clown try to say black people are lazy when black Americans are the very reason why half of these people came to this country and were able to prosper. Remember, when they didn't want the Italians over here, black folks was like, no, nah, let them over here. Everybody that they didn't want over here, we fought so they could get over here. They even got plies saying some Sambo stuff, talking about, well, America wouldn't be shit without immigrants or whatever. Not true. Y'all came later after we did all the hard work. So the one of the persons responded saying, don't judge who's talking, but rather listen to what he's saying. And whatever you said is the reason why many black Americans aren't succeeding enough. I mean, do as you please. I can try to explain it to you, but I don't understand it. So I said, where, where's my inaccuracies at? I said, what you're doing is you're missing the point. I said, the point that I was making is, you know, you have a white man is saying this stuff that's not true. You cannot name one single community in the United States of America that Africans control the social economic lead. Not one city or community in America. If that was true, they would have been able to do this back home if they're so much smarter than black Americans. What you have, I said in this video, is a suspected white supremacist trying to gas up Africans into thinking they are doing better than black Americans. He literally sat up and tried to undermine black Americans, think he was giving y'all props. And I said, I hope you realize that I can never go back to Africa and do better than the population in Africa and then turn around and say, you guys are victims from colonization. I'm doing better than you and y'all need to work harder. Then somebody else was talking about uh, that's that's even close to what that's not even close to what he said. Then LOL built America. Now all the foundationals is agreeing with me. Another person said, if you can buy food and clothing, you can buy a ticket home. This isn't the 1700s. So I don't know if that I think that was a European responding or whatever. But yeah, no, we, we got to check these folks. So somebody else tried to say that we were raised with low expectations. And I said, we were not raised with low expectations. That's why we built Tulsa, Oklahoma, Nicodemus, Kansas, Greenwood. These places were burnt to the ground and we did not flee. We stayed and fought so immigrants could, could have the rights that they did not earn when they showed up. So let's not get to talking about low expectations. Then we got a Sambo. How did the white guy in the room know that information better than black people in the room? Shaking my head. Another person, I'm an African immigrant from a poor background. I was also the only family I had when I got here at 18 years old. Hearing him compare my experience with white uh, Europeans is crazy. I'm currently doing well for myself and I can say that it's a mindset difference. Somebody else, oh, let the white man cook. Then another person's down here. They're saying, "What really burns me up?" This is a sister called the Gender Trader. I don't know. I don't know who this is. They said, "What really burns me up is how disrespectful, disrespectful Africans are in these comments to my ancestors. Don't have a fucking clue what they had to endure. Haven't a clue how American racism works, or our history enough to say a goddamn thing about my Gullah Geechee and French Creole family." Haven't had a clue how they had to flee the antebellum south to go to the north just to be tolerated. Well, here's the thing. We didn't flee. 
the antebellum south but the, but the sisters cooking so much so far we didn't flee we just found better jobs up there and went up there but all the sundown towns were all in the north and in california but like she said don't ever open your mouth to disrespect our black american ancestors when our culture music food mannerisms language is duplicated replicated yeah that man do do we really got to check our cousins on this do we really got to check our brethren from 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 another land talking about copying culture and stuff they over in zimbabwe with sip and serve i seen the vice documentary Let, let's not do it they want to listen to slim thugs so they over there sip and syrup and I'm not saying that's a positive thing. Somebody said, I thought this was going to be another ignorant debate, but he ate. Yeah, see, someone's talking about he's talking all facts. Then a dude says, I'm an immigrant straight from Nigeria, nigga, I'm poor. <laughs> so, I mean... Somebody said white dudes schooled them Africans and other races of immigrants don't have the psychological damage and mental. Uh, I'm a black immigrant from Trinidad, but I do understand that we came here after African-Americans fought and died and made it possible with a little bit of freedom. I would never discount or take for granted the long term effects of Linda or living under your pressure, your, your pressure. Somebody else says if you're black and you're from America. You are not African-American. You are indigenous. Find your your tribe claim. Get your land or something, something, something. It's not about race as much as it is about heritage. If it was so much about heritage and your heritage was so strong, you would have stayed where you at and you would have fought and built and, and you would have built what you got. Where you were at. If I'm going to say, if we're going to use, if we're going to use that, for context and say, well, hey, I, I got here quicker or, or not, not quicker, but I got here and I made more than you. Like I said, name the city, name the neighborhood and name the city. I don't got no problems with brothers from coming from anywhere. You know what I'm saying? And, and getting a paper, get your bread, but don't ever fix your mouth to try to say that. Well, oh, it's a victim mindset. The victim mindset when black folks were like, hey, man, we're building all our we're building the Tulsa's and the Greenwoods and, you know, we're, we're, we're victims of white supremacy. So we have to build up our own stuff when they burnt that down and was starting up all the sundown towns and, and all that kind of stuff going on. Man, our folks continue to fight over and over and over and over fighting for the rights of a bunch of folks that don't even deserve it or appreciate it literally from the 1800s to the 1960s folks been reaping the benefits off of the foundational black americans the descendants of slaves y'all been reaping the benefits left and right and we had no benefit we literally got nothing out of it but we wasn't tripping we're like well no nah, you know what I'm saying these folks over here being mistreated whatever the case may be and they come over here and want to shit on us no more no more because if you look at a place like Africa that has been most of most of it has been colonized by the by the suspected well I'm mean, confirmed by the by the race soldiers and the white supremacists that's a form of colonization that's a form of slavery in a way and then they colonize everywhere else so if we're all colonized all around the world 
if you're gonna say that you that we're lazy and you're you know we're doing so much more than y'all and we're doing better and see he was really just trying to gaslight him up talking about oh you doing better than europeans no they're not they're not doing better than europeans because you wouldn't have had a situation like amadou diallo you wouldn't have had a botham john you see what i'm saying yeah these were immigrant brothers that the police killed so yeah we we not going we not going that they don't ask well hey where, where is he from where is he from before i do him dirty they don't ask that question i'm gonna do diallo shot like 47 times in new york let's that's let's let's be clear they said hey this person is eligible for mistreatment he's black they didn't give a damn about what country he came from they just smoked them and just kept it moving So no, I mean no nobody ain't really doing so much better when we really if you really want to say something like that. Oh, where we're doing so much better than you Negroes. And they let this white dude listen to this shit, man. And I just say it's way different than the experience of an African American. They're two totally if you're an African immigrant, you might as well be white or European. What? Yes. What are you talking about? Just what I what part I didn't understand. If you're an African immigrant coming to the United States, your outcomes in life, the places that you live, the education you have, you're more on par with an upper class white person than you are with a person who's a descendant of the biggest difference is the mindset. It's not the No, it's not the mindset. It's the families that you come from. Somebody that comes from a family that's driven enough to get their children or themselves to move to the United States from Africa, this is a highly driven That ain't necessarily driven. If you fled that ain't necessarily if you fled that doesn't mean you got a lot of drive that means you were just trying to get away from a situation and, and come somewhere where you think it's going to be a little better for you a lot of these places like the catholic churches and a lot of these churches and you know they'll bring over these folks as sponsors and 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 you know asylum seekers and stuff like that so you're talking about when you're driven as if you saved up a whole bunch of money like you were doing so great if you were doing so great you would have stayed but you had to get out of where you're coming from because maybe it was it was janky maybe it was some wars going on or it, it just it wasn't feasible it wasn't feasible for you to for you to stay so yeah you you can't let them go away with that narrative i'm i i don't I'm not sure if this was the Fresh and Fit show or whatever. I don't know what it was, but it was just that little piece. But really what that was all about was that was a diss towards black Americans. That's really what that was. Hey, you Negroes been here for 400 years and you haven't got it together or whatever. Look, we don't really get special treatment like you can crane in Israel where they just send money over there. We, we, yeah, we don't get to come from a different country have no permit to work no paperwork and they just say i'm here i want free health care and i want this and i want that and i and here goes 2500 a month like they doing in chicago and new york our folks don't get that we got to get it out the mud for real for real no i had to set this straight now we we can't have nobody doing all that kind of talk not 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 with all the stuff that our ancestors fought for no absolutely not absolutely not 
there was an article that I wanted to, there was a couple little articles I'm going to cover and then we'll wrap it up. But there's something new that came out that I wanted to cover before and I didn't. Now we're still going to have the zone. I think it's zone 414. I'm going to, I'm going to do that review because that's going to be leaving Netflix pretty soon, but I'm going to do that review from like a transhumanism review again. I'm going to do a movie review, but there's something that y'all want to look at. I've been hearing a lot about this. Um, I got this from the Minnesota secretary state business services. They sent an email saying there's new federal reporting requirement for beneficial ownership information, BOI. This goes um, into effect January 1st, where businesses have to report its beneficial ownership information to the federal government. Um, basically, here's what I really think it's about. I think it's just another thing for them to just monitor us. But uh, the FinCEN, the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, which is a bureau of the U.S. Department of, uh, of the Treasury, basically, they man, they want to know everything. They want to know you know, all this information about your LLC. Um, there's a compliance guide, you know, um, if your company was created or registered before January 1st, 2024, you will have until January 1st, 2025 to report a BOI. If your company is created or registered on or after January 1st, 2024, you must report a BOI within 90 days of notice of creation or registration. It doesn't cost any money to do it. So don't let no scammers try to say, well, yeah, you know, y'all don't, don't let them do you like the, like the, like the, uh, PPP loans folks up there charging you to fill out a damn PPP loan or something like that. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, and this is just, you know, you could go on FinCEN.gov. F-I-N-C-E-N.gov. And, you, you know, if y'all got an LLC, y'all got, you want to, you want to check out this beneficial ownership information. Cause if you don't fill this out, they're going to start charging something crazy, like a hundred bucks a month or a couple hundred bucks a month or, and all these little weird fines and stuff like that. I really think it's truly about government control. I really believe it's all about government control, but it is just another way where they can monitor and say if some, somebody's not doing something legal and, you know, people, uh, terrorism or something like that. That's what I think it's about. But overall, I think it's to really just monitor us and really just make sure they account for every penny we get, every penny we get. There's an article that somebody sent me. I'm going to take a look at here. This is from Fox 9 video where Target is asking workers to return to office 2024. Let me see if I can get this going. They're requesting headquarters employees to come back and work at the office. Um, I told y'all they're going to start making this push. Let's see if we can get this. Here we go. Businesses in downtown Minneapolis have been waiting years for workers to return to the office. Target today announcing their plan for 2024. Employees are being asked to come back to the office, but for just one week a quarter. Fox 9's Mary McGuire oh, has okay. more on the one plan week a and potential impact not too bad. on downtown. 
It's been a long two or three years, but I think the economic recovery has been good. It's been it's been incremental. From a global pandemic to civil unrest, the last three years have been tough on the core of downtown Minneapolis. But this week, a glimmer of hope. Target is asking workers to return to their headquarters in downtown Minneapolis for at least one week per quarter, or about 20 days a year. The retail giant is downtown's top employer, and its more than 7,000 workers could help make an impact at local businesses. I'm very excited about the news. It's again, another step in the right direction. President of the Downtown Council, Adam Dunnick, says the announcement from Target is welcome news. He points to the estimated 64% of workers who have returned to their downtown offices at least once a week and several successful large-scale events like the Taste of Minnesota as further signs of recovery. We need to have a warm, inviting place. We also need to have a vibrant place too. Now, they said civil unrest, global pandemic. Keep in mind, yeah, it costed y'all billions of dollars. It costed y'all billions of dollars in this state because you wanted to allow a man to get lynched on 38th in Chicago. Yeah, that, yeah, that affects your workplace. It sure does. We need to have a place that's safe. But a hybrid work model appears like it's here to stay at many companies. And Dunnick acknowledges that's a hurdle they will have to deal with. In addition to workers, they're focusing on the 55,000 people who call downtown home and those who eat, play, and shop here as well. The people that come out to recreate, to go out for arts and entertainment, to go to a concert, a show, a professional sports game, things of that nature. Downtown is a connecting point. It's its own community. Mary McGuire, Fox 9. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not too bad. Y'all know how I feel about the remote stuff or whatever. That's that, that's not bad. I guess that's not too bad. Um, I did want to cover this article right here as well. Remember I was saying that they're normalizing surveillance from a young age, more schools using face recognition, AI technologies to monitor kids. Parents and students are increasingly concerned about the use of AI technologies in the classroom, especially, <clears throat> especially facial recognition technology, according to a survey by the Center for Democracy and Technology. Now, this was from the Defender. This came out on the 22nd of December. So I've been a little bit behind the curve, not feeling too well. Had to get myself back in so I could give you all this good game here. The CDT report released December 12th found that more than half of parents and students surveyed were concerned about the use of facial recognition and other AI technologies, including location tracking systems in schools. Teachers who also were surveyed showed a high degree of acceptance of the technologies. According to the report, a growing number of schools have, imp uh, have implemented such tools. Proponents of the technology argue they can help protect school environments from violent threats such as school shooters. I don't know about that when you got cowardly police that stand outside talking about, well, we don't really want to go in anyway. Um, according to CDT, experimental potentially harmful safety tools are being used regardless of student parent concerns, including technologies we previously thought too outlandish. These include predictive analysis or predictive analytics, remote proctoring, facial recognition, law enforcement data sharing, weapon detection systems, and student location tracking. 
So this is what they're talking about. This this is this is really truly Orwellian at this point dealing with with your kids. They're walking into these classrooms and they don't even know what they're what's being looked at. I think it's crazy. Now speaking of AI, check this out. Hamas. We're joined in Jerusalem by the Israeli investigative. This is fair use YouTube. This is from Democracy Now. So I just want to tell you how they get down with the AI. Reporter Yuval Abraham. His latest report for 972 Magazine and Local Call is headlined A Mass Assassination Factory Inside Israel's Calculated Bombing of Gaza. Yuval, thanks for joining us again from Jerusalem. If you can talk about who your sources are and what exactly they're using, the Israeli military is using AI for, explain this idea of a mass assassination factory. Sure, yeah. So I'll start by saying, uh, Amy, that, that, you know, there are some things that I can say and other things that I cannot say. You know, we as Israeli journalists are subjected to the military censor. So, so everything that I have published has to be vetted by... So he can't even tell the truth like how he wants it in so many words. ...the military. So, 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 and I also my knowledge is partial. So I've spoken to seven Israeli intelligence officers some of them current, some of them former intelligence officers, all of them took part in wars against Gaza, in bombing campaigns, whether right now or in 2021, 2022, and 2014. And the use of artificial intelligence is an increasing trend that, is, that, 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 the, that the army is adopting um, to mark targets in Gaza. And I think a good year to, to, to look at, to understand its beginning with relation to Gaza is 2019 when um, the chief of staff, Aviv Kohavi, uh, introduced this new division in the military called the Targets Division. And its idea was to bring together hundreds of soldiers and basically start to develop these AI algorithms and automated software uh -oh. to accelerate the target creation for, for strikes with life and death consequences in Gaza. And, and, you know, a source that actually took part in, 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 in this division center said that they were being judged not by the quality of the targets that they were producing, but by the quantity. That the idea here was that if you want to create a certain shock effect, if you are fighting against a guerrilla group like Hezbollah in Lebanon and or, or, or Hamas in Gaza, this is, this is the source saying, then... Uh, sorry, can you hear me? I hear you perfectly. Yeah, sorry, I, I just, somebody said something, so I thought, should I repeat something? No, Maybe go or? ahead. Keep going with what you're saying, Yuval. He must be, something must be All going right, on. All so, right, so, so the source said that uh, this shock effect is the way Israel views uh, its, its war tactic against these organizations. And part of that is trying to accelerate the creation of targets. Now, in 2014, which was the previous biggest uh, Israeli assault on Gaza, According to sources that I've spoken with, the Israeli military ran out of targets after roughly three weeks. And that operation lasted for 50 days. And sources have described a sense that in previous operations that the military just runs out of targets to bomb. And alongside that, there is some political pressure or some need to continue the war. To That's crazy. D do you hear what he's saying? To create a victory image for the Israeli public uh, uh, um, to, to work you know, to, to apply more pressure. 
And I think this increasing use of artificial intelligence, this acceleration of target creation, in part is a response to that problem, to running out of targets. So we're running out of targets, so we're going to use artificial intelligence to target more people and try to knock their blocks off. That's insane. But that's what they're doing. Another thing I want to talk to, there were some uh, two guys that reached out that said, look, man, I'm trying to get in the game. Put me in the game, coach. So I've been getting emails from this company I was telling y'all about. The company out, I believe, in Maple Grove and Brooklyn Park. And especially during school, I won't say the company, but during I'll say it, DRC shit they basically do like testing and stuff like that so there's this recruiting agency company called Masterson I sent one 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 of the brothers had a lot of a lot of good experience they try to say that he couldn't understand them his customer service wasn't up to par blah 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 I worked a contract out there many years ago I'm gonna be flat out honest they they had a bunch of sexy reds out there at one point. So when they start talking about communication and all that, I mean, they will pretty much hire anybody. And no disrespect, like I said, it was a lot of good sisters out there. But what I'm saying is, man, is they didn't take his, they didn't take him. They, now they said they needed all these people, right? You only needed a few months of technical experience. You didn't even barely need any technical experience. Just a little call center experience. He was definitely qualified for it. So then I sent another brother that had went to, I think there's a, uh, they got some IT courses over there, over in North Minneapolis called, uh, through by way of Summit Academy. I sent that brother over there as well. They tried to say he didn't have enough experience. So I said, okay, they pulling a fast one. And he, I said, the classmates, who were your classmates that got jobs over there? He said, oh, they were Asian. I said, oh, really? Hmm interesting so they hired the asian folk they did not hire the brothers that i sent over there which were qualified to be able to do it so you know i just happened to you know i just happened to ask him i said hey man some of your classmates were they white or were they black or what color were they oh they were asian and they got the job hmm so they were your classmates, which means if they were in the IT program, they didn't have no more experience than you. The kind of the, the program that he was going to, that's an entry level program. They had the same damn experience that you had. And he had some manager experience. So you see these little these little race soldier games. A lot of these agencies play. Even in the little BS entry level positions right now, they're playing games with black folk. Well, I tell you, if you ain't an illegal or if you ain't a if you ain't an illegal or minority, man, they ain't really trying to mess with us. They got all kinds of excuses. You know, but see, that that's what I'm saying. That's what a lot of our folks, a lot of black Americans. Oh, well, y'all are lazy. No, these brothers was looking to work. These brothers was looking to work. We got to jump through all these damn hoops just to get a little BS little, it was like 20 something dollars an hour for the position. Let me see if I could find it. Let me put the job description in. Cause I had posted the actual job. They've been hitting me up and calling me up left and right um, for the last couple weeks. 
you know, and I, you know, I ain't want the position. I mean, I, I, I look out for somebody else. So this is, yeah, this is technical support. I don't even really want to send people over there no more. So look, the shift time was from 7.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. Two-week training, 22 bucks an hour. Um, first point of contact for clients. Delivering instruction and resolving issues related to test administration, setup reports, client-specific testing policy, permissions, basic application navigation. Man, you, all you're doing is just using their software as a service to do basic, the most basic troubleshooting. Client hold time, call link, call volume. Look at the preferred qualifications, high school diploma, minimum of six months of technical support in a non-scripted inbound contact center. So if you done desktop support, that's level two. This is level one all the way. And they're not gonna keep you long at all. They're not hiring you at all. They're just giving they're just using you for the school system for the school uh time. They gonna get you out of there around March, April with the latest. You ain't really gonna stay there that long. Like I say, I've been out there. I've been out there. I know. So they're what they're doing is they're picking and choosing. You know, oh, well, you know, don't, don't let these Negroes get up in here like that. That's the kind of crap that they're pulling off. I'm trying to think of some other things that I need to cover real quick. I can't I can't think of too much else. I think I think we kind of covered our base and stuff. But yeah, yeah, we, we can't let folks make the narrative that oh well you know y'all are lazy and all and all of this and you know it you know it's all about they said oh it's family and this that and the third if your family was so high on the hog as i said before if y'all were so high on the hog and so moral and so much better and 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 and, and had it going you ain't got to leave nowhere if you got that much strategy and that much intelligence and that much get up and go and that much ambition you ain't got to leave where you at you should be able to get a crack on where you at because that's what our ancestors did we weren't able to flee we weren't able to go nowhere we stayed and we fought yeah we stayed and we fought we stayed right here in america man we fought these race soldiers we passed our own laws. We got things going in Congress and stuff like that in the 1800s, right after Reconstruction, man, please. We stayed and we tried to get it going every step of the way. And we were stomped on every step of the way. From the black codes, y'all didn't have no black codes. Y'all didn't have, you got to keep in mind, Nazi Germany got the Jim Crow game from over here from the degradation of, of, of our folks over here. None of y'all, none of y'all had a story like us. None of y'all had a story like the descendants of the slaves over here in America. None of y'all had a story like that. Y'all didn't have all these codes and all these laws passed directly in sundown towns and stuff. They don't even use the term sundown town in other, in other countries across the world across the world that was strictly for us y'all didn't have a constitution that spoke specifically against against you know you specific one-fifth of three-fifths of a human y'all didn't have that none of y'all had that so i i really don't care black white candy stripe if you ain't from here you can't say nothing about our folks 
Y'all didn't have to go through what our folks had to go through. So there's really no comparison of the yardstick. Now we can look at each other and say, well, you know, it's global colonization. We all black. We can say that. We can say that. But yeah, don't don't fix your mouth. I don't care what country you come from. Don't ever fix your mouth to say, well, black Americans is lazy and we've been here for hundreds of years and we didn't get it together, whatever, man. Look here. Y'all, if you would have had it so good and if you were so smart and you're so superior, you would have stayed where you were at. And I'm talking about all of y'all that ain't from here. I don't care what country or what nation you from. You couldn't get it going where you was at. You came over here. You got some of this, this good milk and honey, man. And hey, now you're doing your thing over here. You're welcome. You are welcome. You know, and, and this ain't, like I said, this ain't no diss. Say no diss to our brethren, you know what I'm saying, from another, you know, our brothers from another mother. When this ain't no, we just doing some straightening. The, the main thing was, is that white dude was talking real, real slick at the mouth. And he was really talking about us. He was talking real, real slick at the mouth. I think I'm going to throw this on my other channel. I think this needs to be heard. But no, he was talking real, real slick at the mouth. And he was trying to use a little covert, little race soldier language to denigrate black Americans while saying, well, hey, you know, you're an African immigrant and you're doing better than the white man. Well, if that was the case, if that was the case, you wouldn't have a bunch of Elon Musk's colonizing Africa and then coming over here, reaping all our tax benefits. You wouldn't have nothing like that. You wouldn't have had apartheid. So, yeah, don't don't try to let them brothers, don't let them gas you up and start saying, oh, yeah, you're doing better than the Europeans or whatever. That was the case. The Europeans and the Chinese wouldn't be over there. Africa don't need no colonizers and they don't need no more. Y'all can leave and go back home. They always tell black folks here, you need to go back to Africa. No, the colonizers can leave. How about you go back to how about you go back to Europe? How about y'all do that? Why don't you leave Africans alone? They could govern their own country. How about you don't need none of the cobalt or none of the uranium and the plutonium or none of that and none of the minerals? Why don't y'all just leave that right there? Diamonds and gold and all that. How about y'all just leave that right there and you just go home and mine your own gold because you ain't got nothing. Africa, the, the condition of Africa is, 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 is through colonization and invasion. Everybody was just fine until y'all showed up. So when you have a white guy like that, you got to kind of put your spidey sense on. You got to put your Negro spidey sense on and say, wait a minute. This is suspected race soldier talk. You're trying to butter them up to saying, oh, well, you know, you know, because of their family. That makes them so much better and, it, you know, it, it makes them smarter to the point where you got to leave your country to go to go, go to America and tell black folks they they're lazy. No, we're not playing that game. You see, you got to watch the Negroes that agree with that narrative. The white dude is just being a white dude. He's just saying what he's you know what he's saying. He's using his little white supremacist talking points. But when you start hearing Negroes in the comments and oh yeah, you, you know, invite him to the barbecue and all that old Sambo talk. Yeah, there you go. That's who you got to watch out for. 
that's what you got to watch out for. I appreciate y'all. Y'all make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Click the notification bell. People are getting unsubscribed. We got some things planned. I'm going to make sure I do that review within the next couple days. We're going to get that review going. And um, we'll take it from there. Y'all take care now.